Good morning. I don't care at what point in life I would have thought I was ready to be a father. I would have ever been ready. I don't care how financially stable I was. I don't care, you know, what state of mind I was in, like if I was sober, clean, whatever. You know what I mean? I don't think I would have been completely ready for what was in store for me in becoming a father, the emotional, excuse me, the emotional change that I had to go through. And then I became a father, like, early in sobriety. I had four four years, nearly five years. Seems like quite a bit. It's some good time. But it's still early in sobriety to have that and to still not have figured myself out completely. I had a lot of psychological issues that I had from my childhood, and now here I got a whole life in front of me that I have to take care of, and this child's face is just like my face, and now I have to guard and protect it with with everything. I don't say a lot, but I think a lot. I keep my thoughts to myself except for what I'm now sharing with you all. But for a male to raise a daughter, a black male on top of that, because most of the time we don't step up to the plate. Yeah, I'm generalizing. I say most of the time. Because that seems to be the case most of the time. But in facing all these fears the psychological changes I had to go through and that I'm going through daily in in raising a baby to become a young woman and looking at the type of things that go on in the world, looking at the type of individual I was and I am, that I used to be, and now I have to raise daughters in this world. That's a lot of... um, a lot of Russian memories that come back, a lot of suppressed memories. Yeah, even as a as a male, a lot of trauma. I've experienced a lot of trauma that I, I suppress. Sexual abuse, physical abuse. Suppressed and never talked about it. Really, not with a not with a licensed professional as they call them. And now looking at a child that I have to raise in this world full of wolves. The stuff I try not to think about daily is the stuff almost stemming me to go crazy sometimes. Think about the things that could possibly happen to your children. And now I'm trying to stay sober. My sobriety is everything. My life depends on it. My children's life depends on it. My spouse's life depends on it. This is this is what I work for every day. It's my family. You know, I find a good relationship with a higher power through my family. And I'm enjoying life. But... 
just having a family now, I had a lot of maturing to do. And I'm glad I'm making the turn in the right direction and not in the wrong direction. And there goes the baby right now. <laughs> I'll see you all later. Again, I'm just letting some thoughts go because my thoughts are all over the place. Um, tomorrow's Tuesday. I got another AA meeting coming up well later today. And I'm trying to stay positive about everything. And not, not let worries and fears and stress weigh me down. It's real tough. It's real tough. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm in a good position. And I'm trying to stay positive. I'm, I'm, I'm laughing a lot more. I'm smiling a lot more. I'm just enjoying life like I used to. But still, I need to, I got a lot of work to do. I got a lot of work to do because it's, it's something deep down inside me that's not sitting right. I can't put my finger on what it is. I would say what I'm feeling is spiritual. Some people would just call it anxiety. <laughs> but... Yeah, so, I mean, I'm my thoughts are all over the place. Just dealing with a lot of fear of the unknown, having, you know, having children, the economy. Don't forget, we still at war, you know what I mean? I know Will Smith slapped the daylight side of Chris Rock, but there's still a war going on up there that, you know, it's easy to forget about. Let's not forget a whole country just got taken over. A whole country just got taken over. Oh, think about that. We won't get too deep, but... Yeah, so it's a lot to worry about, man. The gas prices, uh, it's the cost of living everything, and I'm trying to stay clean. Now, it'll be nice to be able to go out on a Friday night and celebrate and have a couple of drinks or whatever it is and sit back and like responsible people doing drink, like the commercial tell you to do is drink responsibly. It'd be nice to do that. It'd be nice to, you know what I mean, do a drug and be able to knock off and not have to worry about getting addicted and ruining your life. I wish I could have that outlet, but I can't, you know, to ease my mind sometimes. So I try to find positive ways to to cope. Cope with life. And that's not always easy because life does happen and, and you get bogged down with life. And it starts to build up and stress. But I can't have a relapse, so I'm going to keep working this program. This is just a quick rambling thought anyway. Hope you all have a blessed day. Stay safe out here because uh, this podcast is to remind you that it is real life out here, <laughs> real struggles and real things going on. Like, like stay woke, you know what I mean? If you love somebody, don't waste no time telling them that you love them. If you hate somebody and it is possible that you can make amends with them, then by all means today, if it's safe to do so, when even one of y'all will get hurt, try to make amends with them. Life is short. Have a good day. Family. I never planned on having a family. I just had one. And now that I have one, I'm learning to love that family. Like, I really love my family. I really do. I've met my spouse to be, hopefully, in college. And 
we got pregnant in college early in our relationship. I was fresh out of a relationship. I thought I was over that relationship. That relationship was the first relationship I had after I got sober. So, me being the alcoholic that I am, I made this woman a god to me. I worshipped everything about her. I made a priority. And I wasn't a priority to her. I'm sorry. I got down right before the quarantine, right before school started. Then the quarantine, I stayed in the house for four months, depressed, sleeping on the couch, you know, the whole nine. And then school started. And that's where I met my, my partner, my girlfriend, my fiance, whatever you want to call that. And I fell head over heels with her. And then we get pregnant towards the end of our first semester. <laughs> Later on down the line, towards Christmas time, the ex shows back up and texts me. And I answered the text. See, the story gets deeper than that. See, in depression, you can think about a lot of things, manifest a lot of things. So I wanted to get back at this ex me being an alcoholic that I am, I devised my own way to do it. And this is where we end up. So yeah, I cheated on my fiance because I answered the text message to the ex-girlfriend. And that's where Pandora's box opened up. Later on down the line, the fiance finds out about the whole thing and all this took place during the pregnancy. You know what I'm saying? So it was one relationship to another, a pregnancy, the birth of a child, and starting a family. This is all for a person who has four years sober, thinking that they know everything, thinking that because they don't have the obsession to drink. I'm saying that a lot, so I'm going to say thinking I don't have the obsession to drink anymore, because this is what I was doing. This is coming from me, so i got to correct that now. Wrong cut radio. I was thinking I had everything figured out. I was thinking I knew what it took to stay sober. This is why if everybody, anybody ever listened to this podcast, the first episode is I don't know shit about recovery because I don't. For, what, two and a half years, I'm thinking, oh, well, I got everything figured out. I'm sober. I don't have the obsession to drink anymore. Not realizing that I need to practice AA as a part of life every day for my life. Because I'm going to be an alcoholic for life. And if I don't practice these principles as a way of living, and I get back to my old way of thinking, and that's what led me to answer that text message. That's what led an emotionally vulnerable person to answer a text message, thinking that they're going to devise a plan. I'm going to devise a plan. I go with that day shit again. I'm going to devise a plan to get back at this girl, knowing how emotionally acceptable I was in the first place. Now I got myself into this shit. And now it's affecting my relationship now. But learning from my past mistakes, when things don't seem to be going the way I want them to go in this relationship, I'm not going to press the issue. I'm not going to try to impose my will on our relationship. I'm going to let things happen naturally. 
love this woman with all my heart. I love our kids. And I want to move forward. I made a mistake. Not in getting pregnant, but in cheating. I love you. From the moment we met, it grew. I was in denial, but I love you. This is my public apology to you. I'm sorry for everything that I did to you during the pregnancy. Our child means more than anything. Listeners probably say, why are you recording in front of your daughter? It's because this is my confession, you know what I'm saying? The world going ahead, it's my daughter going ahead too eventually. But, um, Yes, I, I, I'm truly sorry for what I did to her, you, our family, during our pregnancy. It's, um, it's a guilt that I got to carry for the rest of my life. I love you, and I'll continue in the next segment. I'm sorry.